Hello, welcome back to OTW Podcast, the On The Way Podcast. One of the only podcasts that I know of that's recorded in a car. It's me, your boy, Kenneth Wallace, back at it. This is part two of OTW Worldwide. You're taking it on the Euro vacation. It's the last time we talked about Perry and all the Frenchmen. Um, if you haven't sent out your de- oh god, I, I choked. If you haven't sent out your deodorant to those French people, they still need it, guys. Um, don't be a stranger. Send it out to them. Uh, send it to like the Louvre. Address it to the Mona Lisa. Send it to their prime minister or whatever kind of government they got going on over there. Send it to their equivalent of the president. Are the king. Not really sure what's going on. Like I said in the last podcast, don't speak French. So, yeah, not a whole bunch of cognition happening over there. Wasn't entirely sure. But the nose was nosing. And what the nose knows, it knows. You know? So today, we're doing a little hop and a skip. Over to London, and guys, London, it just it kind of blew me away. I was I was not expecting that. I expected just kind of like a little quaint, like, dreary little area, you know, kind of like how, how pretty much like all cinema makes it out to look like. It's just a bunch of, like, English people just kind of walking around doing English things, and... Wasn't it? It was actually pretty, pretty cool. I would say I'm gonna make I'm gonna go ahead and make my hot take off the top of the hour right here. We're not doing an hour, but it just felt nice to say. Here's my hot take right off the top of the episode. London is better than Paris. I said it. I think it's prettier. I think the vibes are better. I think the culture is better. Um I don't know really about the food. I mean, we kind of just ate like regular places. Like it wasn't anywhere like spectacular. I think it was Nando's and McDonald's is where we ate at. And also we did have, um, I'll get to that in a second. You know, I'll, I'll keep you guys waiting. So anyway, you may be wondering, how do you get from Paris to London? Train. Your second thought may be, isn't there a bunch of water in between Paris and London? How are, how are you taking a train over water? like that big the question well the answer to that question is you don't you don't take the train over water that would be impossible you take it under underwater yeah that's right we went under the water so if you guys remember the very first episode when i was talking about the submarine technically that's what i did for a prolonged amount of time so really if you think about it i am that guy i am him i went and did it did we go as far as the Titanic? I don't know. It was in an underwater tunnel. I can't. It's black down there. I can't see that. I don't have x-ray vision. I'm not an X-man. I don't know what's happening. But I'm just going to go ahead and take it and run. You know, I did it. I, I basically survived Ocean Gate. Right that. That's, that's the quote right there. I basically survived Ocean Gate. So we can take that quote and 
we can get canceled with it. So we're going to go ahead and move on. So we got through the water and we made it to the location of London. And when we got there, we kind of walked around for a little bit. We were very late because I, um, I had slept in and I made us late to our train appointment. So because of that, we had to like wait a little bit longer. So we got to London a little bit later than we had anticipated. So we get there and one of the very first things we do is we go do traditional English tea. I was out there living my Bridgerton dream. I felt like I was, I don't even remember what their names are, but I felt like them. I was the Duke, the, that guy, you know who I'm talking about, the guy, Rene Jean-Paul something, I don't know, left because he thought it was going to be the new James Bond. He should have just stayed to secure the bag, but I'm not him. I mean, he ended up being in Dungeons and Dragons. That's a step down from Bridgerton, but whatever, you know. He's, he's making more money than I am and looks, you know, way better than I do. So, I, I, I don't have a whole bunch to say on his life decisions because look what I'm at. Making a podcast that has maybe 10 people listening to it. But shout out to those 10 people because you guys are real ones. True homies right there. So, we land, we get there, English tea. Very good, guys. Loved it. It reminded me, so when I was little, we had this lady. I'm not sure if she was English. I don't really know. She she always reminded me of an English woman because she looks like a, you know what, I'm going to stop. English women are beautiful. She looks like a stereotypical English woman, like kind of like a Nanny McPhee type figure. And that's me. I want to recognize something. That's me. But... I want to add a but to this. Me and my sister have discussed this before, and that's the best way to describe her. She looked like a name. She looks like Nanny McPhee, and she kind of had that same kind of attitude where it was like it doesn't matter what you look like. Her heart and her her soul is just gorgeous. She was just such a nice person, but I, I she gave me like I don't know. I mean, I was a kid. This that's just what popped up, and that's what stuck for me when I was a child. As I just watched. Danny McPhee, if you don't know, is basically like Mary Poppins, but what if you made it the Ugly Duckling, which, way to go, Hollywood, that's original, but whatever, I watched it as a kid, and it stuck, I think it had Ian McGregor in it, for whatever reason, like, that just kind of, like, popped into my mind, I think he was in there, which is kind of cool, I mean, you had Obi-Wan Kenobi, but regardless, we're kind of getting sidetracked so but this lady she used to be she used to babysit me and my twin sister growing up and she would make us tea and we would have tea time so when I decided that I was gonna go to London I was like I gotta go have proper tea time now I mean like I I was a kid and I had little tea time little tea parties with this lady and my sister so I I have to have a, a proper little tea party now so I went very, very good, and I, I tried something new that t- that day. If you know me in real life, you know I'm not very much of a big condiment type of dude, 
I, I tolerate ketchup. Ketchup's pretty solid. Don't really have anything wrong with ketchup. I actually enjoy ketchup. I just don't really typically put it on my food. Not because I don't enjoy the taste. It's because I just like, you know, my sandwiches to be pure, thoroughbred. But, um, yeah, that, that got a little dark. Nah, bread is beautiful in all sizes. Give me the multigrain, all, all natural, whole wheat, the rye. Give me it all. But I, I just don't like condiments on my sandwiches. So most of the time I don't really put it on there. I like ranch. Ranch is pretty solid, but that doesn't seem like a a healthy lifestyle if you ask me to consistently just throw ranch on your sandwiches. So for the most part, I don't really put condiments on my sandwiches. But while because the main part of that is like while I do enjoy ketchup, largely tolerated, but it it's nice. I abhor like mayonnaise and mustard, and relish, like those things, icky, gross, get that out of here, throw it out, do not want it, no thank you, like I will not eat a sandwich if it comes with mayonnaise on it, like when Jersey Mike's pulls up, they're like fruit subs, I'm like, did you put mayonnaise on it, and they say yes, I'm like, well that, that costs me, it costs me, I'm not, I'm not eating that, so, with the tea, though, to kind of to, to see where we're going with this, the tea came with little, like, dainty finger foods and, and bakeries. And, or not bakeries, baked goods and stuff. Like beans. You know how they love beans. Some of their baked goods were the beans. I'm just playing. That'd be kind of funny, though, if they're like, here are baked goods, and it's just some bushes beans. And they're like, eat up. I'm like, oh, okay. But... What they did bring out was it uh, was like a brownie, a little hazelnut puff pastry thing, um, some kind of like lemon cake, and these li- oh a scone at the top, and these little sandwiches. One sandwich was chutney, which is like chutneys is is all right. You know, it's not my favorite thing in the world. I've had it before. It's it's decent. A nice little peanutty kind of thing. I'm not really sure what chutney is. It's it's odd. Other one was tuna salad with like corn in it, which was I don't know why they sucked corn in it. I mean, it didn't make it bad, but it definitely didn't add anything to it. So that was bizarre as to what the choice behind that was. And the third one was ham with mustard and. As I said, I do not like mustard. I will turn it away every single time. No, thank you. Get that out of here. But I thought to myself, you know, we're in a, we're in a different land. I'll try their customs. And I ate it. And surprise, surprise. Hey, I didn't like it. It was still gross. It was gross in America. It's gross in London. It'll probably be gross anywhere in the world. This is mustard. Just not. It's not it, guys. Mustard is really gross. <laughs> so at least I tried it, though. You know, I ate a little, a little bit of it. But yeah, I didn't finish that one. Instead, I definitely finished the brownie. That was tasty. Like, I'd eat at least seven of those. But overall, the tea time immaculate. I had a really good time. 
felt like a princess. I was in my Disney princess era. I really felt like at any second, like animals were going to start talking to me. Like I was going to be going along beside the road. And all the little European pigeons were going to start singing me a song about how lucky I was to to just be, to just exist. And they were going to sing me a song maybe about like how to save money and, and grow wealth or something. But that only happens when I call my buddy Jared. So, but if you if you know he's like a he's he's big into accounting and consistently sends me things about money that clearly makes him more excited than a normal human being does about you know taxes. Like you would think, like tax season is like the Super Bowl. The way he talks about it, it it's it's different, but you know, different strokes for different folks. Yeah, I'm going to leave that one. I'm not even going to make a second joke about that. So after the the tea time, I went to Warner Brothers Studios all the way over in, I don't know how to pronounce it, like Levonsky, something like that. I, I don't know. But anyway, that's where they have the Harry Potter sets. And so they make like this big tour studio or this big studio tour about the Harry Potter sets. And you can go and look at all the different stuff, which was really cool. And it was at that moment that Michaela, my girlfriend, that I went to London with, came to the realization that she does not like going to museums with me because she says that I have to stop and look at everything. Which, in the Louvre, when we were in Paris, I do want to say, like, I I didn't do that. I did want to look at everything, but I couldn't read. So I wasn't, like, reading everything. I was just kind of, like, walking through, being like, oh, wow, another painting of a white person oh wow another painting of a white person oh wow a painting of a person of color but make it racist and it was just like you know i i had a good time but in the harry potter place i'll admit it i think i read every single word in that whole museum but to my defense that's what i do for like that's my passion like that's what i want to do for a career is like making movies, like writing, all that good kind of stuff. And so you put me in a museum where it's like my dreams and like my aspirations, of course I'm going to read it all. And I had a good time. I don't have a single regret about like looking at all of that. I, I apologize to no one and I refuse to apologize to anyone. It was a magical experience. And that was a corny little thing to say. I'm aware of that. I don't care. You know? You muggle. Oh, that that felt gross saying. I want to take that back. That was that was very nerdy. And it just it just didn't feel very right coming out. So we'll probably edit that one out. Go ahead, editor. Edit that part out, please. So went there. Really, really cool. One of the one of the unfortunate things, though, about like Harry Potter stuff, is that you could be like a really big fan, but if you're like a functioning adult, likely for the most part, like, in what situation in everyday life are you gonna be like, you know, repping your Hogwarts house? Like to me, that's just not like normal behavior. And there's just not a whole bunch of, you know, 
spaces in life that allow for that. You know, like cool for Halloween, I guess, to have like a little like Hogwarts thing. But for the most part, like in real life, there's just you don't really have that opportunity to to wear like a color based off like a fictional house thing that you want. And so it's not real. So it's just kind of bizarre. So that was one of the things that I felt, it was kind of sad. Like I wanted something cool from the little Harry Potter land, but like there wasn't anything practical. Like I'm not gonna wear like a Slytherin like t-shirt in real life. I'm not gonna wear like a the boy who lived like hat, you know? Like so, something about that to me just doesn't it's it's like on par with like a Disney adult. It's just not, you know, the coolest thing in the world, I think. And hey, let let me say, if that is your thing and and you enjoy it and that's your bread and butter, you do you, boo. I mean Top off, wear what you want to wear. And I bet you'll look good doing it because you're an all-star. For me, not so much. I think I ought to be made fun of. There's a little bit of my insecurity coming through, you know? Let's just be honest. I don't feel confident enough to wear Harry Potter stuff out in public. But if you do, that's cool for you. I, I just don't. But I had a good time at the little studios. Definitely worth it. Got myself a chocolate frog. Um, if you don't know, they're like a little candy from the movie. And they come with these little like cards of like wizards that like move. And I already had like three of them from like Universal Studios. Because this is kind of cool. Like it's a nice piece of chocolate. And then you also get like a little cool card with it. But every single time I have bought one, I have always gotten Albus Dumbledore. I don't want Dumbledore. Why would I? I've already seen him. I know what he looks like. I don't want that. But this time I was I was smiled upon by the wizarding world. And I got some wizard. I don't even know who it is. It's different, though. So I appreciate that. He's on my fridge. I don't know who he is. I've never heard of his name in my life, and I've read all of the books. I don't know who this man is, but it's different. And sometimes that's sometimes that's all that is needed. It's just a little switch up in our lives, and that can make all the difference. So I appreciate you, unknown wizard man. Thank you for coming into my life. You've changed it, like, just irreversibly. So, after that, let's think, what did we do after that? I think we came back and and just kind of, like, chilled. I think we went to Nando's. Yeah, that's what we did. We went to Nando's. So, if you don't know, Nando's is, like, a pretty, like, popular, like, chicken chain in England. And I had heard about it, but I I didn't want to tell, like, Michaela where I'd heard about it from because it was kind of interesting because the last time I ate it, a place of where I had heard from this place. We'll, we'll talk about it in a second. It was pretty gross. So we get to Nando's and Michaela's like, how did you know about 
Nando's, and I was like, oh, sure, did you know about it from, like, a show? Because she knows I watch, like, I watch a ton of shows and everything, and I was like, yeah, and she was like, well, what show? So she's sitting there guessing, and she can't figure out, like, what it is, and so she finally guesses it correctly, and she says, oh, is it from Atlanta? And so I was like, yeah. So from Donald Glover's show, Atlanta, there's an episode where they go to this dude's house and he has a Nando's in his home. And so I thought to myself, well, I want to go there. And I was kind of nervous because in one of the first Atlanta episodes, they go to this Atlanta place called. And the very first year I was in Atlanta, I was by myself. So I was here for the Super Bowl by myself. And at that point, I didn't really have like a whole bunch of friends or anything. So I was really just watching it by myself. So I wanted to go get some wings for myself. So I remember I'd watched Atlanta. I really liked the show. And I was like, okay, well, let's go check this place out called The Worst Wings I Have Ever Had in My Life. And this is the first time I have ever openly slandered anything on this show. I mean, some people will say that I slandered the French last episode. I like the French. Shout out to the French. That wasn't what I was saying. I'm just out here just trying to help the homies. But not good. I did not like their wings. I'm going to say it. I don't know if I'm going to get sued or not. We'll deal with that when it comes. But it's like they fry fish. And you know what? They yeah, They just like fry fish in the same place that they fry wings. And so you go in and it smells like fish. It smells like like a seafood restaurant. And then that smell seeps into your wings. And it was just, it was not good. I'm going to go back and I'm going to, like, bleep out the name. Because I, I do feel bad because, like, I'm going in on them. But it was the worst wings I've ever had in my life. When I, when I tell you that, like, I'm not exaggerating. They literally were so bad. So I was scared to go to Nando's. Because I didn't want to, like, roll up and they weren't going to be good. But I have to say, like, Nando's, pretty solid. Really enjoyed it. Like, some pretty solid chicken. They had some, like, good, like, little garlic bread, too. Always get me going with some garlic bread. Overall, like, day one was pretty good. Um, I just pulled up to my location for the on, that's on the way episode. I'm going to get some coffee again. Shout out to Portrait. So give me like one second for you guys and I'll be right back and we'll hop right in to day two. So I'll talk to you guys in a second. So we're back and let's get to day two. So we woke up and we had like the place we were staying at had breakfast and thank God it wasn't the toast and beans that you see like on like, Instagram and stuff like that, like, the memes, where it's like, uh, I woke up, I had my toast and beans for breakfast. I don't know if they actually eat that or not. Um, I didn't. I had a croissant and some coffee, and that's good for me. I was happy with that. Thought it was tasty. Then we went out, and that day I had tickets to go to the British Museum, but I had looked it up. And for the most part, it seemed like it was just a lot of the same stuff that was, like, at the Louvre. It was just kind of, like, old art, which is cool. Like, for sure, definitely want to go at some point. 
But like I said, after Michaela was like, I don't like museums. I was like, okay, well, you know, let's switch it up a little bit and go somewhere else. So we went, I, I actually had looked up and I saw that there was a Paddington like trail that you could take where you go to like Paddington station, like where the OG Paddington bear was at. And you could kind of walk around and follow Paddington's adventure. So I thought to myself, like, what a good way to kind of be able to explore London and do something kind of fun with it. So we went and did that. And we started at, of course, Paddington Station. So we arrived. <laughs> so we arrived at Paddington Station. And that was pretty cool. You know, OG Paddington Bear was there. Got myself a tiny little Paddington like keychain for my backpack so Paddington's always on the go with me now the little homie he's always you know he's always there he's ready he's on his little adventures and we just kind of like walked around went to different places until it was kind of late all right it was around like lunchtime so then we went to um Richmond so that was like another little area that we went to we went to um Richmond where Ted Lasso was filmed and that was kind of neat because we were able to go to the pub that they filmed at for Ted Lasso. So that was nice. Had a little bit of fish and chips and a nice little pint. And that was cool. But on the way there, we took a train and I saw all these people had like rugby shirts on. And I was like, huh, I wonder if there's a rugby game. Because I know that like that following week they were having the Rugby World Cup. So I thought it was probably unlikely but i figured well let's find out so i did a quick little google and turned out that the little county town whatever they call it in england i don't know over was having like a national exhibition game or whatever i don't it was like england's country team i don't know what the proper term for that is but it was england versus the country of fiji and the tickets were relatively cheap so i was like well, let's go. So we went ahead and went on to go watch the rugby team, which was really fun because, I, like I said, I'd never seen a rugby game. And I, I really had no idea what was going on. You know, it's just a bunch of guys tackling the crap out of each other. Um, I, I, by the end of it, I had like a, a basic understanding, nothing too crazy. I, I still don't fully understand what was going on. What I do know, though, is that England lost, much like the Revolutionary War. They they took a big L, and you, it was it was interesting because that was the first time that Fiji had ever beaten England. So, good on Fiji. One of the things I thought was kind of interesting is like, at one point I didn't know if England still owned them or not. I knew that at one point England had owned Fiji, and so it was just kind of like it felt to me like if you like challenge your vacation home, like if you had a vacation home that you rented out and you were like, oh, okay, like let's play a game. I'm going to beat you. But these vacation home people, like you, I don't know. It's just weird. Obviously that's not like a direct, um, that's not a direct comparison because that would be the equivalent of stealing somebody's vacation home and then telling them they have to like, play against you but that's neither here nor there so it regardless had a good time um 
Still not a rugby fan. I, I, I had a difficult time understanding what was going on. I do think that if you play rugby just for fun, there, there's that's odd. It does not seem like a just for fun kind of sport because it seems like it really hurts. I mean, that'd be like bare knuckle fighting just for fun. It's just, I understand like if you're like professional athlete, like, you know, you got to do what you got to do. You're making money. And that's a good way to make money, I would argue. I mean, you're playing a game. And, you know, like no matter how difficult that game is, like at least you're playing on a professional level. But I know people that it's just like, I'm going to go out to the park and go play pickup rugby. That's insane. That'd be like if I was like, well, I'm going to get into my car and go drive as fast as I can to another car, you know, just for fun. It, it doesn't make a whole bunch of sense. But whatever, you know. Like I said earlier, different strokes for different folks. If you like to get hit and with no like padding or helmet on, you just, you know, want to get a nice CTE, you know, you do you. Um, and that's just, that's just what, if that's your MO and if you just, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't understand that. I don't really understand rugby, but it, it was enjoyable. It was a good time watching it so following that we went I think we just went back and we oh we went straight to go see Hamilton very very strange surreal experience I had never seen Hamilton I, I watched it on Disney plus and pretty solid I, I did enjoy it but I'd never seen it live so we went to a theater in London and watched Hamilton very odd to watch something about America beating up on England in England, um, those people, favorite character was for sure King George. That man came out, they were all hooping and hollering. But one of the things that really struck me is throughout this whole experience in London, like everybody, like, so during the day, it's pretty chill. During night, though, like everybody was drinking, just like everybody had a pint, everybody was drinking on the side of the like road and everything. It was pretty cool. And these people, they will drink for anything. They, I had this dude next to me look like he could have been like a Peaky Blinders extra or something. Like he looked like a like a London like mobster. Just kind of like the bald head. I think he had some tats and he just kind of looked like he'd be like a villain. And he was sitting there just throwing drinks back. I mean, like he was spilling them everywhere. Him and his wife were sitting there arguing because they were spilling drinks everywhere. I mean, it was crazy. But suffice to say, this man throughout the whole thing just kept drinking and drinking and drinking. And so at the end of the play, and, you know, a little spoiler alert, even though it's, it's obvious. I mean, obviously, he's not alive anymore. So, you know, Alexander Hamilton passes away because that's like the whole thing is about like his life. So, of course, naturally, and with his death and this man next to me is just sobbing. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, bro. I just, it just really got to me. And he's just like, just sobbing so much. Oh, it got, he's so good. So good. He's just pissed drunk at a musical. And I was like, amazing. That's fantastic. To me, like that was like a London experience right there. That was an English experience too. To be at a Hamilton musical where the whole thing's about Americans whooping up on the England, on English. And then 
like to end it with this English man next to me just crying that Alexander Hamilton has passed away. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. So then following that, we went to McDonald's, and that pretty much just wrapped up our experience. I will say on the way back, there was some, like, lady that was just hacking up along on the plane. And before I end the story, before we end today's episode, I did kind of want to talk about this a little bit. It it really bothered me. She was like, (laughs) it was gross. And you could tell that this person, like, wasn't covering their mouth because it wasn't muffled. They were just hacking a lug into the air. And the thing is, is like on an airplane, like that's like a pressurized cabin. You know, like they say that they freshen the air or whatever. How? How do you do that? I don't believe you. I think that that's a lie. I think that you're stuck with the air that you have while you're up there. It was gross. And I genuinely do think that if you, I, I think that, Like, obviously, like, during the COVID times, if you were doing that, they'd be like, hey, sorry, uh uh-uh, you can't really get onto this flight, you know, that's a flight risk. I think we should keep that same energy. If you are coughing like that, I do not want to be flying with you. That You're coughing like a child, and you're a grown person. Children cough like that. And I do want to add, like, a stipulation. Obviously, if you have, like, a respiratory issue that is, like, not an illness, so do you have like asthma or you have like some kind of like thing that just like makes it difficult for you to breathe? Like I get that. But at the very least, like still like cover your mouth. You're a grown person. Why are you coughing like that? Cough into your elbow, cough into a, like they give you blankets, cough into the blanket. I don't care. But that wasn't the cough of like a respiratory issue. That was like a cough of like, I'm dying on this plane. Like this is, this is my final flight. This is my flight to heaven. Like, I'm flying and I'm staying in the sky. I'm actually going further in the sky. And that's that's so nasty to me. It's like, I'm sorry, maybe you're going to a hospital or something. That's not the way to do it. I don't want to be on that plane with you. It's it just to me, like, regardless of what it is, it's just nasty. I didn't have a good time. I do want to go back and, you know. This is a perfect segue. I'm not a good person. There wasn't a whole bunch of sympathy for this person because you could have coughed into your elbow, into your shoulder. You could have coughed into anything. Instead, I'm over here trying to watch John Wick 4 relive my Parisian vacation through my boy, Jonathan Wick. And throughout the whole time, even through the headphones, I can hear, (laughs) sounds like you're dying on the flight. I'm not a good person. Remember that. I was like, shut up, stop, just like, somebody give this person a cough drop, a a tissue or something, some water, I don't know, it just was not enjoyable for me, but to segue into, I'm not a good person, if you saw on Instagram, I just recently teased, it says I'm the I'm not a good person, or the not a good person club, you may be wondering, what is that, well, this month is now September and that means it's my birthday month. So what we're going to do is we're going to have like a little t-shirt, you know, it's going to be called the not a good person club t-shirt. And here's the deal. We're talking about this on Instagram as well, but if you DM me like a little picture of like you following, leaving a like or whatever, like just listening to the podcast, 
I'll enter you into a drawing, and at the end of the month of September, I'm going to do a little random drawing, and whoever wins gets a free the Not A Good Person Club t-shirt. And so we'll start, we may sell those in the future, but as for right now, this is a giveaway exclusive. Super excited to kind of, you know, expand a little bit, to do something a little bit more than just the podcast and to kind of have something tangible to give out. So I'm super excited. I also just felt like this was a good way to engage with you guys. And at least one of you guys would get something pretty cool. It took me a while. It is hand-drawn, which was like super difficult to do. I like sketched it out on pen, overlaid it onto a computer program, and then because I really didn't think of any other way to do it, I just kind of like with a touchpad on my Mac on my MacBook, like traced over that, and then the system that I was using didn't have a paint fill option, so it was also like hand like colored in as well, so. Overall, not the easiest experience, but it was worth it for you. I think it looks decent. In the future, it could probably look even better. But as of where we're at right now, like I'm, I'm pretty pleased with it. Hope you guys are too. Hope you guys have been enjoying like the content. Sorry for the recent delays, especially next week. We're going to try to really focus and get back onto like that regularly scheduled programming. But thank you guys so much just for listening. We're about to hit. 100 listens as well we should hit it with this podcast right here with this episode so just thank you guys so much to think that i would have like 100 listens throughout seven episodes is pretty crazy and we'll just keep going from here i mean i know that it's not the best that it could be but it's not the worst i I mean i'll have to give it that it's not the worst so thank you guys so much i will talk to you guys next week and that is it later guys